We'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for March 22nd, 2009. And the theme of this teaching, it's going to be kind of a brief teaching, is essentially going to be, will President Obama be the first president to abandon Israel? <clears throat> and uh, the first article we're looking at is from Israel Today, from Thursday of uh, March 19th. And it's entitled, Obama About to Portray Israel, says former Intel off official. And I'm just going to be reading you some excerpts here. A former top U.S. intelligence official warns that the Obama administration is about to break America's long ties of friendship with Israel. It may even take steps toward the dissolution of the Jewish state. Speaking on conditions of anonymity to Douglas Hagman, of the Northeast Intelligence Network, the source said, quote, I have every reason to believe, based on what I've seen at my level of security clearance, <clears throat> especially over the last several years, that Israel will soon be completely on their own, or worse. Now, he went on to note that the betrayal likely won't happen in one dramatic moment, but rather subtly, behind the scenes, and over the course of several years. The Obama administration is preparing to provide more support to Arab countries with financial and military aid, undercutting Israel's defense efforts, all the while pushing Israel to succumb to the presence of unreasonable demands designed to end with their political annihilation as a nation, <clears throat> uh, said, the, said the source. Israeli officials have, have of late noted a marked increase in the present pressure from Washington to more rapidly acquiesce to Arab land for peace deal demands. Now, we've went over this in times past. This land for peace never, ever, ever works. Okay? I just did a teaching recently on Gaza, and that was, that was land that, you know, the Israeli government gave to the, the Muslim Arabs, and they were rewarded by getting launched over 10,000 rockets. Now, all you'll see from a lot of Christian ministries are all the atrocities that Israel has supposedly committed in Gaza, but the very fact remains is they were the ones that gave the Arabs that land in the first place. And Israel, in and of itself today, is this small, tiny little strip of land that it seems to be that these Muslims and Arabs are absolutely obsessed with getting. Well, <clears throat> there's a couple different reasons. Number one, the number one reason is because they have stated many, many times, and the Quran tells them, that they must annihilate the Jews. And we're going to be looking at some verses from the Quran, and we're going to be looking at some quotes from um, some of their um, highest you know, people in government. They must annihilate the Jews, and they're commanded in the Quran to slay and kill all infidels, which are non-believers. Also, another reason is the on the um, Temple Mount, that they have erected the Dome of the Rock, which is the second most holy site in the Muslim religion. So it's kind of like Satan has prepositioned this thing um, on the Temple Mount, knowing that the um, rebuilt temple, you know, that that's it, it's going to come into play where there's going to be a lot of interplay there, and most likely the Dome of the Rock will probably be uh, wiped off that thing, and that may be the very thing that sparks World War III. It's kind of hard to be dogmatic in regard to that, but it is a possible scenario. So, if we go further, um, Washington has been... Uh, rapidly increasing their pressure uh, on Israel regarding, you know, this land for peace demands. And then the U.S. Secretary of State Hillary Clinton has clarified that Washington 
is none too pleased with in incoming Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's refusal to commit to the creation of a sovereign Palestinian Arab state with Jerusalem as its capital. Now, again, this is the height of insanity. We've already seen how land for peace never, ever works. All it does is give the Arabs a beachhead. Now, I understand there's also Zionistic Jews that are in very, very wicked uh, very, very wicked, evil people that are in the highest positions in Israel. Okay? I understand that. I also understand that the Palestinians and the Arabs are are governed by the Quran, governed by their religion, and their religion, as we had talked about, requires total annihilation of the Jews. Um, there's a lot of ministries right now that are totally on the Arab side, Christian, they call themselves Christian ministries, and um, by virtue of being totally against anything. It's like they're against everything that has to do with Israel. Okay, They blame everything on, on, on the Zionistic Jews. And I understand. The Bible talks about, and Jesus talks about, that there are Jews that say they're Jews, but they're not. But they are of the synagogue of Satan. That is what we're in reference to when we're, we're in reference to these Zionistic Jews. And is this crisis also a controlled crisis to bring about a controlled change? Yes, I do believe that. That is the fact, too. So I'm not acting as though, you know, that this isn't in part of their script. And I'm also not acting as though God is not, the Lord Jesus Christ is not firmly in control of this situation, and that he knows the beginning from the end, and he knows exactly what's going to happen. So I'm not talking in, in regard to the subject like those things don't exist. They do exist, okay? I'm just reporting this in, in, in light of, um, you know, we can look at the Bible, in light of the current events and things of this nature, um, this is just something that is uh, most likely going to escalate very soon and probably will precipitate World War III. So they're not happy with this Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's refusal to commit to the creation of a southern Palestinian land with Jerusalem as its capital. What right, just what right do they have? to the little tiny bit of land that Israel has anyway. I mean, if you look at it on a world map, it's this literal sliver of land. And then you look at all the other territories that the Palestinians, or, or I, I should say not the Palestinians, but the Arabs, the, the Muslims, the Islamic race occupies. And it's just gigantic. And it's as though they've got to have this little piece of land that Israel has. It, it's, it's incredibly un unfair if you look at it even from that standpoint alone. And uh, going further, this is a uh, the foreign policy chief of the EU, the European Union, Javier Solana, announced in Brussels on Monday that the EU would sever ties with Israel if it will not be committed to establishing a Palestinian state. So, basically, it's like now the whole world's getting ready to turn its back on Israel. If they don't acquiesce and establish a Palestinian state. Why is it that all these countries can come in and put all this pressure on Israel to do something with their own land when, when in reality, every time they give up more land, terrorists come in and then they just launch rockets from those positions? Or they, or they, I mean, how would they like it if somebody was doing that to them? How would America like it if the whole world was pressuring them to say, you know what, you need to establish this you need to establish a separate state for Russia. You know, right, at, right in the middle of America. Because it's just the right thing to do. And you've evidently got no say-so right over your own land. So we, need, we think that you need to uh, 
to have a no. Let's say this: you need to have a joint state. You need to give up. Um, I don't know. Proportionately, what could we give them? Maybe Alaska and Texas. Let's give them Alaska and Texas and California. Let's throw California in there. I'm talking about in proportion to what Israel's had to, to give up over the years here. Let's just say, let's give them California, Texas, and uh, Alaska. And let's give it to the Russians and the Chinese. How do you think we would feel in America if, if the whole world is putting pressure on us to do that? Well, that's exact, pretty much the exact same thing that's going on here. Except Russia and China haven't fired any rockets at us. They've been doing this from the inception. They've been, you know, it's constant. So, anyway, just to kind of put things in, into perspective there. The next uh, article is from Israeli National News. This is again from 319. And it's entitled, America Moves Toward Abandonment of Israel. I mean, the Israelis are well aware of this at this point. An unnamed former highly placed U.S. intelligence official has broken silence and says America may soon be abandoning Israel in favor of the Arabs. Uh, this is just the beginning, he said. Israel could be about to lose the support of the United States. Now, this is from uh, Cutting Edge. During the presidential campaign, we repeatedly warned the Jewish and the Christian voters in America that they needed to be aware over the prospect of President Obama. After all, even though he denied that he was Islamic, his biological father and his first adoptive father were both radical Muslims. Barack Obama has his heritage has this heritage flowing in his veins. Now, let me go further than that. He doesn't only have the heritage flowing in his veins. He was taught at schools in Indonesia that was a Muslim school. It's well known. He was born in Kenya. His his relatives are 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 Muslim and. When he says that he has his heritage flowing in his veins, well, let me tell you something else that they didn't touch upon here. There's this thing called generational curses, and the sins of the forefather are carried to the third and fourth generation in the Bible. And I guarantee you, a Muslim has demonic baggage, particularly if there's generational um, uh, worship of Allah going on. And all Allah is, 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 a, is a fallen angel called the moon god. He's not God. He's not equivalent with, with our God. Uh, obviously, he plays by a whole different set of rules. Uh, just look at the way that they go about things. Look at the Quran. It's a different. It's it's, it's a different God, small G. Okay, not capital G. Um, my God is the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, and He created everything. The Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, uh, their God is just a fallen angel that is subject to my God. So. When they say that they're both equal and all this other stuff, that's a bunch of garbage. Uh, going further here, Barack Obama, being a generational Muslim, has a lot of demonic baggage. Obviously, the man is a socialist. He studied Karl Marx. Um, he has friends that are essentially, you know, a little more than terrorists. And again, I've done, I've detailed a lot of this stuff in previous teachings. I've done, I've probably done like. 10 teachings on Barack Obama. You can just key in Obama in the keyword search box on my homepage if you want to know more. It's Sermon Audio. And um, Barack, Barack Obama, there's a lot of demonic baggage that, that he brings to the table here. And um, this is something else to be, you know, kind of taken into consideration. Going further with this article, it says, American Jews and Christian voters appeared unconcerned 
that Obama would conduct an anti-Israeli policy once he entered the White House. But now a former American intelligence officer is raising the alarm that President Obama might be planning to abandon Israel. The source made these remarks in an exclusive interview with Douglas Hagman, the director of the Northeast Intelligence Network, that's the guy we just quoted, which is comprised of veteran licensed professional investigators, analysts, military affairs specialists, and researchers. The group has combined their resources to provide accurate and well-sourced information via their website. Hagman then became very specific in his fears. President Obama might abandon Israel during the next war. If this is true, and the Islamic strategists believe it, the timetable for the next combined Islamic assault on Israel could advance dramatically. Now, also, remember that, uh, like, Iran has the backing of Russia. So, this could turn into a lot more than just having the Arab states against Israel and us pulling out. Um, who knows what that could potentially turn into. The Lord Jesus Christ is on the throne. I do not believe he is going to let Israel be wiped off the map. That wouldn't biblically make any sense, particularly after he brought him back into the land. Okay, But, um, anyway, just wanted to throw that in. So, if the Arabs truly believe that America would not rush all military and economic and diplomatic resources to save Israel, they would immediately begin planning just such an all-out attack. Exactly. I mean, the only thing that's held them back to a certain degree is knowing that, you know, America would retaliate. So, now, if that is out of the way, <laughs> then they could really go at them full force. Going further, but as Bill Salius boldly states in his book, Israel... Israelistine, uh, that's the name of the book, prophecy predicts that only God will be left to protect Israel. And when he does, he will make it his, his aim to destroy all nations fighting against Israel, according to Zechariah 12. And that the Israeli armies will destroy the Islamic attacks so that the, um, so that, so thoroughly that the Jewish nation will expand her political control to include all the lands of God God promised Abraham or greater Israel. Now, again, I'm not going to turn this into a Bible study. That's that's what you know his take is on it. Okay, we've done studies on Zechariah 12 in that in that regard. So, um, going further, it says further. Salius confirms cutting edge's teaching that the Palestinians are going to be annihilated by Israel in fulfillment of Obadiah 15 through 18. And I think they make a pretty good case for that. Again, this isn't going to turn into a, a Bible study on that. But um, this is what Cutting Edge's take is on that. Now, of course, the Is Islamic all-out attack on Israel will ignite the Illuminati World War III. And, and that is one thing I really do um, agree with, that the linchpin to World War III is going to be this Middle East con um, war with, you know, against Israel. And if America pulls out of that support, that may be the very thing that, that launches that to happen. And this World War III will bring about the staged arrival of the Antichrist with his, quote, peace solution. Okay, and again, we've talked about this. The, this, the Antichrist that's going to come on the scene um, will come and basically pre present this peace solution where he can get everybody on the same page. Now, if it is somebody like Maitreya, who we've talked about extensively in times past, you know, he's going to come with all lines, signs, and wonders, and miracles. He's going to be able to go to both 
the Islamic nations and the Jewish. Now, why? Why do I say that? Because he is the only one on the planet that I have seen that is claiming, he's the only one with United Nations backing as well, that is saying, I am Imam Mahdi, meaning he is basically like the the savior of the Muslims. Okay, he is the coming Messiah to the to the to the Muslims in essence, and he's also saying he is the Messiah to the Jews. So if we just talk about that, he also says he's everything else. But for somebody like him, if he can come and through deceit and lying signs and wonders prove or at least on the surface, prove that he is these two different things, just to these two different nations, Israel, the Messiah to the Jews, and Imam Mahdi to the Palestinians or to the Muslims, I, th- I think he's about the only one on the planet that could get them on the same page and get them to play nice. Think about it. Who else could do it? I mean, it's not like you can reason with a Muslim or, or with somebody that's in the Islamic religion, particularly if they're a fundamental or a radical like jihadists. They are told in the Quran to make jihad, which is holy war, against the Jews. There's only, you know, that's pretty much carved in stone. It's it's written in their Quran. So it's going to take something very, very, very extraordinary to bring peace to that particular situation. And I really believe the only thing, the only, it cannot be achieved politically. There's no way you can have all the peace talks in the world. And the Muslims are just back there basically saying, you stupid idiots. Don't you understand? Yes, give it, we'll play nice with you. We'll act all this. We'll say whatever we have to say in order to get this land for peace or in order to get a Palestinian state. We'll tell you whatever you want to hear because we are of our father, the devil, and he was a liar from the beginning and of his works he will do. So we'll tell you whatever you want to hear. As long as you give us that land so it gives us more of a beachhead so that we can fire more rockets at at Israel and kill more Jews. They'll tell you whatever you want to hear. They're liars. So, please just understand that in regard to this situation. It would take something very extraordinary to get them all on the same page. And that most likely will come at the end of World War III when the Antichrist steps to the forefront as a man of peace as the Bible talks about, um, or alludes to, I should say, in Revelation. And um, he will confirm a covenant with them for seven years. And this is when the tribulation will essentially, the seven-year tribulation will essentially start, around that, you know, when he confirms the covenant. So, going further, um, he, he ends it here by saying, while we still can protest, American Jews and Christians need to inundate Washington, D.C. with letters and emails to protest over this potentially horrific change of support for Israel from the White House. I'll tell you, I've never seen an administration so aggressively go after almost every every freedom and everything that's right or good that's still left in this country. I have never... I can't even keep up with it, how many things this Obama administration is trying to implement to strip us of freedoms, to just move toward darkness, just anything they can do to move toward evil, to suppress Americans, to to um, promote homosexuality, to promote abortion. They are doing it, and it's like greased lightning. I can't even hardly keep up with it anymore. Somebody commented to me the other day that I'm putting out more emails now. 
it's because there's so much more news. There's so many more breaking things. I did a study last night where um, we talked about the collapsing dollar. And uh, I did that spur of the moment. Normally, it's hard for me to do that, but I felt convicted enough that it needed to be said. And, and again, with this collapsing dollar, you know, when we when when America and I'm not saying me individually or you individually, I'm talking about America in general. I believe that when we when we uh, turn our back on Israel, we're we're toast. Okay, now I know there's a lot of you that don't agree with me that you say, you think that you know God's done with the Jews. And there's no, you know, I, okay, you know, we're all going to know soon enough. The Bible says blindness in part has happened to the Jew until the fullness of the Gentile come in. And I believe the fullness of the Gentile is getting pretty near. And the emphasis is more so going to go back to the Jewish nation, I believe, according to Daniel and Revelation. Revelation 7 gives you 12 tribes by name, Jewish male versions. You look at Revelation 7 and 14. Jewish male versions, uh, 12,000 from each tribe regarding evangelizing the world. Okay, A lot of people try to spiritualize that and say, oh no, those really aren't the literal 12 tribes of the Jews anymore. I heard one guy say it was the black nations I heard. Somebody else say no, it was like British Israelism. Listen, I don't want to argue with you about those points. If that's what you believe, you know... We're all going to know soon enough, but the Bible, I believe, is very clear on this. And turning our backs on the Jews may just be the linchpin for America to go down the tubes as well. There was a guy that wrote a book on this. His last name is Koenig, and uh, I've reported on this in times past, and he has documented that every single time that we go over there and we try to pressure them to give up land for peace, or, or, or pressure the, the, the Israeli nation, or, or actually be instrumental in that process happening, that we have some unbelievable, natural, horrific disaster happen to America. All the way down to Katrina. He's proven it over and over and over again. It's not his opinion. In fact, I've got the whole thing on PDF. You can, you can um, uh, if you key in... Um, uh, but I think if you go to my, I actually probably you know what I'll do. I'll post that PDF with this teaching. So there's a PDF that will be connected with this teaching, just like about every other teaching I do. I have a lot of people emailing me saying I need this information for this. What you need to do is go up to my website first. Like if you're looking about something for Pentecostalism, just key in part of the word in my search box on my homepage. It's Sermon Audio, okay? And um, how you can find that is if you're if if you're in one of my teachings or sermons, just click on the home, the home button on that page, and it'll take you to my home page. It's a little search box there. You put in part of the word you're looking for. You don't have to put the whole word, like Pentecostalism. Put part of the word in there. Click on it. It'll show you all the teachings I've talked about that subject. And then you can click into that, and you'll see a little white PDF box under the green listen box and that PDF you click on that and it'll take you right to the full documentation um, I did that on the last teaching I did on Israel and I believe where we documented a lot of these things that we just talked about so um, it seems as though there's a lot of Christians out there right now that are have totally demonized the whole Jewish race okay and I think what they're doing is they're throwing the baby out with the bathwater they're, they're, they're characterizing the Zionistic elite, which I agree rule and control 
probably the majority of, of evil on the planet. I, and I understand they, they're adept at practicing the Kabbalah, which is the highest form of Jewish witchcraft. I don't have a problem with that. But to include the whole Jewish race in with them, I will never do. I won't do it. And I won't turn my back on on Israel. I won't do it. And there's there's been a ton of people that have emailed me trying to get me to change, and I won't do it. So you're wasting your breath with me on this one. Um, not going to do it. I believe there's way too much biblical proof. I don't want to argue with you about it. Uh, you know, anymore, that's about all I end up doing is is arguing. And I don't have time anymore. I don't. Have, we're getting we're getting way too far into this thing. We're all going to know soon enough about a lot of different issues about this issue about the rapture, about a lot of different issues. We're all going to know soon enough. We're not going to have to wait very much longer. It's not like we're living 100 years ago and we can debate on this. We'll all know soon enough um, in regard to a lot of these issues. So, going further, President uh, this is the next one. President Obama has just offered a major conciliatory speech to Iran. Now again, remember, I'm not making this stuff up. This is happening. We, we are doing this, and, and this is exactly what... Um, I predicted, and, and a lot of other ministries predicted would happen when Obama took office, that, that this was uh, good. And again, it's scripted. He's a puppet. I understand that. Okay, But boy, is the agenda uh, moving along, uh, I would say, ten times quicker than it was under Bush. This is a news brief. Obama tells Iran to seek new links with the world. Peace over arms. This is from Bloomberg Financial News. This is March 20th. President Barack Obama urged Iran to opt for peace over terror or arms. Uh, forging diplomatic ties with the world, an advisor to President Mahmoud Ahmadinejad responded that the U.S. will lift sanctions. We have serious differences that have grown over time, Obama told Iran's leaders in a video message released by the administration today. My administration is now committed to dis- diplomacy that addresses the full range of issues before us, and to pursuing constructive ties with the U.S., Iran, and the international community. You can't reason with demon-possessed terrorists. I'm sorry, you can't do it. They'll tell you anything you want to hear. Now, let's just, let's look at a quote from good old president of Iran, uh, Aminajad, and I know I'm not doing his word name justice, but here's a quote from him. Soon, Islam will become the dominating force in the world. Now, remember, that's his goal. He's going to come to the he's going to come to the discussion table, and he's going to tell them anything they want to hear. But he is the same guy that basically said we will drive Israel into the sea. And in Yasser Arafat made very a, a lot of other remarks when he was living that alluded to the same thing. That you know, basically, yeah, we're going to tell them whatever they want to hear. But behind the scenes, what our goal is, is total annihilation of the Jewish race. So, soon Islam will become a dominating force in the world, occupying first place in the number of followers amongst all other religions. The only, and again, that's not going to happen, because biblically, I know it's not going to happen. The Bible doesn't allude to that. But the only way that could ever happen is if, if, let's say, God just stepped back and let things go. The only way that would ever happen is through terror. Forced conversions. Either either die or convert. Because who in their right mind would want to convert to um, particularly fundamental, the fundamental Islamic religion? Who in their right mind would want to would want to convert to that cursed devil religion? 
So, again, quote from President Ajaminadad, President of Iran, soon Islam will become the dominating force in the world, occupying first place in the number of followers amongst all other religions. We don't shy away from declaring that Islam is ready to rule the world. That's their goal. You have to understand that. Here's another quote. This is from the Hamas, chapter 1987, article 13. Peace initiatives, the so-called peaceful solutions in the international conferences to resolve the Palestinian problem, are all contrary to the beliefs of the Islamic resistance movement. Now, a lot of people say, well, yeah, but I know um, an Islamic person, and they're not like that. They're, they're not, they didn't strap a nail bomb on and try to blow me up yesterday. Well, you know what? They really, if they're going to be fundamental to their faith, if they were fundamental to their faith, they should be plotting on ways to either force convert you or kill you. Uh, I have a, a, a man that um, I met recently at, at the gym I was going to, and um, actually he's a teenager, and his mother was Islamic, or is Islamic, and uh, he has since become a born-again Christian. We've shown him this information, and praise the Lord, he's had his eyes open, and he's went to his mom, and he told his mom, basically, hey, mom, you know, technically speaking, mom, you should be trying to find some way to kill me now. <laughs> and, you know, she don't like hearing that, but the fact remains, if they were being fundamental to their faith in the Quran, which is what a fun, like, you can compare that to a fundamentalist, Bible-believing Christian, somebody that follows the Word of God in the Bible, well, a fundamentalist uh, Muslim, he should be strapping on, you know, bombs and blowing up things. Of course, you can only do that once. And doing these things, if he was really being true to his faith. That's what people don't understand, is, is, um, is that fact. So, these peace initiatives are totally contrary to the beliefs of the Islamic resistance movement. And that's from the Hamas Charter, uh, 1987, Article 13. See, they're, yes, they'll go to the peace table and they'll tell you anything you want to hear. But the reality is, is they could really care less as long as they get what they get and then they can have, you know, a further inroad to uh, launch their troops, missiles, whatever they're going to try to do. Dirty bombs, gun missiles, I don't know. Here's another quote from Hassan Albana, the founder of the Muslim Brotherhood. He said, Israel will exist and continue to exist until Islam will obliterate it, just as it obliterated others before it. Well, he's a liar from the pit of hell, but that's their goal. Total annihilation of Israel. Uh, another one from Sheikh Amid Yassin. He is the Hamas co-founder and spiritual leader. He says, Sons of Islam everywhere... The jihad is the duty. Now remember, jihad is holy war. And that's where, you, you know, your body is expendable. They believe if they die in the service of Allah, killing infidels, particularly Jews are the best targets, that they will immediately dwell in paradise, you know, with 99 virgins and all this other garbage. You know, boy, what a rude awakening when they plunge into hell. Now, I pray to God they get saved, but the, the reality is, is broad is the way which leads to destruction, and many there be that go thereat, and narrow is the way which leads to life eternal, and few there be that find it. And unfortunately, most of them are going to hell, and, um, you know, they're, they're basically thinking they're killing their way to paradise. I mean, what a warped, sick religion this is. 
So, the sons of Islam everywhere, jihad is the duty. It's not optional. Okay? To establish the rule of Allah on earth and deliberate your countries and yourselves from America's domination and its Zionist allies. It is your battle, either victory or martyrdom. Hey, that's the truth, though. At least we're getting some truth here. Now, I find it funny, too, kind of a coincidence, that a lot of this anti-Israel rhetoric I see coming is coming straight from, not only, yes, you'll get it from, obviously, the Muslims. You're getting a lot of it from the press. I'm seeing a lot of it in so-called Christian ministries. You know who else I'm seeing it with? Maitreya and the New Age movement and these types of people. Everything that I have seen coming from them and all the New Age guru freaks in the channelings is that they're against Israel. And I, I even alluded to that when I did that study on Maitreya. And I thought that to be kind of um, confirmatory to the information that we're, we're today. I mean... Okay, we know Maitreya is a total devil from the pit of hell. A good chance he's the Antichrist, or, or close to it. And he is absolutely rabidly against Israel. He is for a Palestinian state. And a lot of these supposed ascended masters and New Age gurus are on the same... None of them are for Israel. I haven't seen one yet. So again, you have to look at, okay, what side is all the evil on? Mark me down on the other side, just from that standpoint of a, of a common sense looking at this standpoint. Uh, that's another thing, you know, to look at. Okay, so, the Islamic Bible, the Quran, commands Muslims to kill infidels. In Islam, the Arabic word kafir, or kafar, refers to non-Muslims, often in a derogatory sense, and usually is translated into the English as infidel or unbeliever. So now let's look at some quotes from the Quran. This is Surah 3360. Allah has cursed the unbelievers and proposed for them a blazing hell. Surah 4114. Unbelievers are enemies of Allah and they will roast in hell. Uh, Surah 19123. Fight unbelievers who are near you. See, they're supposed to fight them. And then another translation reads, Believers make war on the infidels who dwell around you. They're supposed to make war. Let them find harshness in you. Another source reads, Ye who believe, murder those that, dis, that are disbelievers. Now, this is in my PDF attached with this teaching. Okay, so you can access it and look at it. Now, I have a whole other file on on this, on the Muslim religion. So if you can, Muslim or, or Islam, in the keyword search box on my homepage, you can, you can go and click on that PDF, and you will get the whole teaching on the, the Muslims, and we'll give you so much more confirmation than I'm giving you here. Uh, I've also done, I don't know how many separate teachings just on that alone. So um, anyway, just wanted to give you some more confirmation there. Back to this article, it says Obama, who campaigned on a pledge to seek engagement with U.S. foes, said the effort to reestablish relations won't be advanced by threats. The U.S. and Iran are entangled in a dispute over the Persian Gulf nation's nuclear program, which the U.S. contends is a cover for developing weapons. Iran denies that the program has military aims, saying it's trying to produce more electricity for a growing population. The European Union wasted no time praising Obama's overture. He, they say, I hope 
then I will open a new chapter in relations with Tehran. European Union Foreign Policy Advisor Javier Solana told reporters today in Brussels, uh, where he is attending a summit of EU leaders, the offer is very good offer. Now, he's the EU chairman, so we've got Obama making all these overtures now that he is going to totally stop supporting Israel unless they establish a Palestinian state. We've got the EU chairman, Javier Solana, saying that I hope that they will open a new chapter in relations in Tehran. And again, how, how do you deal, how do you reason with these demon-possessed terrorists? Not to say that Obama and Solana aren't demon-possessed, but I'm just saying. Remember, the quote that we quoted earlier from Solana on Monday, where he said that the EU would sever ties with Israel if it will not be committed to establishing a Palestinian state. He said that. So, again, they're putting all this pressure, and, and you know, you have Gaza as the example. And, and again, their reward for giving the, the, uh, the Islamic uh, people Gaza was over 10,000 rockets fired at them over, I don't know, with six or seven or eight year period. Until they finally had to go in there and, and, you know, quell that thing. And then they got demonized for doing that. After they had taken 10,000 rockets over those years. Does that mean I think Israel is living in sinless perfection? No. Does that mean I'm like John Hagee and I think, you know what, they're saved just because of the blood that runs through their veins. It's, it's called ethnic salvation. They don't need to get saved the same way we do. Does that mean I think Israel can do no wrong? or do No, I'm not. But let's have some type of biblical balance here. That's all I'm asking. And, and so many on this issue are just rabidly one way or rabidly the other. And um, just have biblical balance when you look at this. So, if we go further... Let's see here. Uh, in the video, Obama praised Iran's great and celebrated culture. Oh, yeah. the, the he, It's really great and celebrated. Um... European Union Foreign Policy Advisor Solana. Oh no, I'm sorry, I just read that. He said, Obama goes on to say, We know that you are a great civilization and your accomplishments have earned the respect of the United States and the world. Well, don't speak on my behalf, please. Um, that is one of the most repressive, demonically infested cultures there is on the planet. And again, I pray to God they get saved. I'm not, I don't want them to go to hell. But, I mean, if you watch some of these shows like uh, that one show that just came out recently, Obsession, the way that they raise their kids with the hate that they instill at them at the earliest possible age, literally from the crib, w down to the cartoons that they show them about little little kids being martyred for Allah. It's called Obsession. Go go watch it on the, um, on the, you can watch it on the internet. They send one out. I think they sent a DVD to everybody in the United States. Didn't you get one? Yeah. Um... And there's, there's many more than that. It's just documenting, you know, just how they raise their kids. It's just so sick. Uh, but Obama's praising them and their great and celebrated culture. Now, again, this is happening at the same time we just put $1.5 into circulation and the, and the um, dollars being destroyed. So, God's judgment may be very, very, very near. Because again, we can look at Koenig's book, um, and again, I forget the name of it, but it's Koenig, and, and you can you can access the PDF file if you do um, the searches for the last study I did on Israel, or you can email me, and I'll email it to you. 
on all of these prophecies, or on, on all of the natural disasters that have happened to America every time we pressure Israel to give up land for peace, uh, boy, oh boy, uh, I can't imagine what's coming to them. I mean, we deserve it anyway. <laughs> you look at the abortions. You look at the sodomite movement. Um, we're going to be looking in the next teaching at the filth and depravity that are absolutely taking over this country. You look at that by itself. You could, I mean, even leaving Israel aside, which I'm not going to do, but even apart from Israel, we deserve judgment. I mean, major judgment. We really deserve annihilation. Now, I'm not saying every born-again Bible-believing Christian deserves that, but I'm saying that America as a nation, uh, my word, we're in a very precarious position here. He goes on to say, uh, Cutting Edge says, the overture toward Iran should kill any and all talk of an attack on Iran, at least while the new diplomatic overture is given the time to work. But even then, Obama's Defense Secretary Gates is a member of the CFR and shares the CFR's opposition to any attack on Iran. Uh, finally, since President Obama made this diplomatic approach... Now remember, we did several teachings when Bush was in office that there was a there was a good possibility that Iran may be attacked. But now that Obama's in there, it's not looking as though that's going to happen because he has obviously much more... You know, again, he's a puppet. But he's a Muslim-based puppet. So it would be more surprising if we launched an attack on Iran at this point, considering the current administration we have in office, is the point I'm making there. So finally, since President Obama made his diplomatic approach to Iran, even after Israel's future... Israel's future Prime Minister Netanyahu has announced that he might order an attack on Iran's nuclear facilities, Obama might be seen as beginning the abandonment of Israel, which Hagman warned above, which we gave that quote. Uh, these are very p serious times for Israel. Making matters worse, Israel's most radical enemy, Hamas, is said to be counting enthusiastically on the support of President Obama for their goal, which is annihilating Israel. Okay, and again, we gave you those quotes, just a few of them. There's thousands of them we could quote. Um, just as the DVD document, this DVD is called Restlessness, um, very colorfully and boldly illustrated. So that's another one. There's Obsession, there's one called Restlessness. Um, that one you can get up on Cutting Edge, CuttingEdge.org's website. Uh, going further, this is an article from World Daily Net, March 20th. And it's entitled, Hamas, We're Counting on Obama's Change. Top terrorist official is hopeful the U.S. president will be less pro-Israel than Bush. And obviously, he's going to be. So, Tel Aviv is, this is from Tel Aviv, Israel. Hamas is hopeful President Obama will open dialogue with the Islamist group and will employ a less pro-Israel approach than President Bush did. The Hamas chief political advisor in Gaza told World Daily Net in an exclusive interview, we hear all the time statements from Obama promising change will come to the region, and that's what we count on. Uh, Amid Yosef said yesterday, speaking from a cell phone in the Gaza Strip, all the time the Israelis try to use their military might to destroy all chances of peace. What a liar from the pit of hell. These poor, poor, poor Muslims... The, the Israelis just try to use all their military might to destroy any chance of peace. No, it's the opposite way around. I'm sorry, but it is. Again, that doesn't mean I think that, that, that all the nation of Israel is living in sinless perfection or anything of that nature. And yes, this is a controlled conflict and it will bring about controlled change. But come on with that statement. 
I mean, they're the ones that, that again, launched 10,000 rockets from Gaza. How does he explain that if this statement is true? How does he explain the 10,000 plus rockets that were launched from Gaza over this six to seven or eight year period? How does he explain the statement? All the time Israel's trying to use their military might to destroy all chances of peace. It seems to be the other way around, Mr. Muslim terrorist guy. So then he says, under Bush, America backed everything Israel did. Obama is someone who everyone looks to in a different way than Bush. He is willing to see things differently and take a more even-handed approach toward Israel, said Yosef. Whatever, spoken like a true devil. Uh, when Israel launched her 22-day war against the Gaza Strip during the last days of the transition period, being very careful uh, to cease hostilities before Obama took the oath of office on January 20th, isn't that kind of funny? They knew that he was going to be so pro-Muslim that they were very careful to stop this attack on the Gaza Strip before he took his oath of office, because they were afraid of what he might have done when he got into office. Okay, At least that's what they're saying. So, did the Jewish leaders order the cessation of conflict early, knowing of Obama's quiet support of Hamas, and of all things Islamic? During the presidential campaign, reports continually surfaced that Islamic leaders believed that Obama was one of them, and would force a dramatic policy change in the Middle East but particularly regarding Israel. Had Israel continued her conflict another 11 days, uh, which would be 33 days total, could she have overthrown Hamas as the leader of the Gaza Strip? That was just a question they posed. We will never never know the answer to that question, but one thing is very apparent. Had Israel taken Hamas down before President Obama took office, the establishment of the Palestinian state would have been a foregone conclusion by now. The list of Obama supporters, which are now pressing the new president to initiate diplomatic contract, contact with Hamas, is truly a heavyweight list. Hamas' official charter calls for the murder of Jews and the destruction of Israel. Okay, we just gave you some of those quotes. That's what it calls for. See, that's carved in stone. No political process will change what the Quran tells them to do, will change what their charters tell them to do. It's not going to happen, okay? So it's pointless to try to reason with them. The Islamic group is responsible for scores of suicide bombings, shootings, rocket rocket attacks aimed at Jewish civilians. Earlier this week it was revealed a group of former senior American officials and one current top advisor to the Obama administration are petitioning the U.S. president to open talks with Hamas, believing the group can be part of the Palestinian peace process. Paul Volcker, a former Federal Reserve chairman who was selected by Obama to head the president's new Economic Recovery Advisory Board, reportedly signed a letter advocating dialogue with Hamas. The letter was also signed by nine of the Washington veterans. According to a report in the Boston Globe, other signatories included Brent Scowcroft, National Security Advisor to George Bush Sr., Zygmunt Brzezinski, who was President Jimmy Carter's security advisor, Brzezinski's pro-Hamas views have been aired publicly in newspaper opinion pieces and policy speeches. Well, I believe this was all part of the plan all along, before Obama ever got into office, but this way it makes it look a little bit more official when you supposedly have have high-ranking officials and former officials pressuring Obama to do this, and it gives him the excuse to come and say, well, yeah, let's, let's go ahead and get this done. Uh, Brzezinski proved to be very pro-Arab when he served 
uh, President Carter as the national security advisor, signs of a policy change shifting toward the military group Hamas were troubling. Just last week, World Daily Net reported there was concern among Palestinian Authority President Abbas um, that a a Fatah organization that the Obama administration already changed its attitude toward Hamas and may be ready to end the terrorist group's isolation. Three years of siege against Hamas is ending, said a top Palestinian negotiator. Speaking from Ramallah on condition his name be withheld. There is a new policy in the Obama administration regarding Hamas. We are concerned Hamas is starting to be a legitimate player in the equation in the Middle East and the Palestinian Authority. So a paradigm shift regarding America's support for Israel may now be shifting away from tiny Israel and toward the Islamic nations, now 300 million strong. And the landmass they occupy obviously is, is, a, is a lot too. So God is watching and waiting. We know that Israel will never be annihilated as a nation, but events could turn ugly just as they are foretold to in the end of this age of prophecy. So that's, I just wanted to give you an update on that, and we'll go to the uh, new teaching and a new series uh, coming up next. God bless you.